Welcome back to Lucy, Mar, and the Stars, where we talk about who the fuck you are through the cosmic lens. Today, we have an amazing episode with my dear friend, Connor Love. We met back in summer camp, baby. We talk about everything from his Pisces cellium to his Virgo North Node to his Aries Midheaven. And he basically knows nothing about astrology. So if you know nothing about astrology, come along for the ride. I'll teach you along the way through exploring the depth of Connor's psyche. We love it. Enjoy the show. Back in the studio with Connor fucking love. Can you imagine a name like that? Connor love. He's here. He's an extraordinary comedian. And what else are you, Connor? A student, a teacher, a learner, just curious person, just making my way through this thing we called life. Wow, sensei. Um, well, actually, it's very funny that you start with that, Connor. It's just very fucking classic that you start with that because you, have, sir, have a stellium in the ninth house. And a stellium is when you have three or more planets in a sign or a house. So, you have, yeah, you have a fucking stellium, bro. You have your sun, your Venus, and your Mercury in the house of teaching, higher education, learning, expanding your perspective. So that is just, you just are proving astrology real. But I said, what are you? And you described (laughs) your fucking house that you are. So, wow. Unscripted. (laughs) Unscripted, unscripted. You can goosebumps a little bit. Sorry to jump in way too fast, but Connor, how do we know each other? Then we're going to get back to your chart. Let's see. We met at a little place called Camp, Camp Canada. I don't even know. Oh, when was it? It had to, had to be like, what, like 2012? Uh, like 2013? Yeah, probably around then when we were trauma bonded at our <laughs> residential summer camp um where they i don't know if anyone else went to summer camp ever but like there's this part where they just are like yo tell your biggest fucking secrets or you're not gonna be able to be a counselor here (laughs) yeah you're like 14 years old and you're going around in a circle you write down your biggest regret read it out loud then put it in the fire and it turns out that didn't actually like help me get over it (laughs) just Made me expose myself to a group of 25 other teenagers in the same spot. I think it was good, though. I mean, I'm doing all right now. But yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was our trauma bond. Thank you, Cam Kanata. Maybe we will Maybe we'll send our kids if we have kids. You, sir, probably will have kids. And let me fucking tell you why. <laughs> why is that? So, you have your rising in cancer, okay? Well, let me explain how you get a chart in the first place. So, yeah. At the exact moment that you were born, there's a screenshot of the sky where all of the planets were. So all of those were, so yes, what you know as you're a Pisces was just where the sun was when you were born, okay? So then the moon was in Taurus when you were born and Mars was in Virgo. So, So you have every sign in your chart. Sometimes you have planets in the signs. Sometimes you just have the sign in the, in the house. Your rising sign changes, people, the rising sign changes every two hours. So that's why you need to have the exact time of your birth because it sets all of the houses in your chart. Whatever is your rising sign is always going to be in the first house. 
then the rest of the signs will go around it. So if you were born like six hours later, your Pisces stellium would be in the first house. So rather than then being interested in education and travel and higher learning, you would be more like self-oriented. Or if it was in the second house, you would be more interested in money and getting wealth. So the rising, so the rising sign is really important. And that's why girls on like Tinder ask that. Exactly. Okay. So that's really important. Okay. I got you. Yes. That's the tone for everything else. Yes, exactly. So your rising uh, is, you think of it as it's defined by the exact time you're born. So you think of it as like, what was the first thing that happened? It's like, what they see of you, what vibe they get from you. So that's the same in, in real life. Like now, like if somebody passes by you, like what vibe are they catching from you? That's what the rising sign is. But it's also, you are viewing, everything in your chart is getting filtered through your rising before it reaches you. So you have a cancer rising, which is the mother actually. So you are the mother, but you're very comforting to people and you like to uh, nurture people. You like to like have little funny jokes. You're wanting to help people feel safe. You want people to feel like home. You're very uh, attuned to other people's needs. You're also very creative and very moody. Cancer is ruled by the moon. So it changes every two hours or two days. So like your uh, cancer risings, like your, your emotions are supposed to go on a wave. So how does that feel? With the lens that you look through the world, do you feel like you are empathetic and emotional and kind of like trying to make people feel comfortable? Oh, def definitely. I mean, I think back when, like if, if I had a friend whose friend was visiting college, I'd always seek them out, you know, talk to them, get to know them, you know, make sure they're all right and kind of just be that person that, that they could, you know, just stand next to and not feel awkward. Yeah. Um, I think from that regard, yeah. And moody, I'm not sure the, the way my moods go is it, like, I'm never like angry or like upset. It's more just like super, like super lethargic mm -hmm. to incredibly active. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like I'll often have days where I have a great day at work. I work out, do go grocery shopping. And then for like two days, I'll have 12 hours, I'll have like a combined 24 hours of screen time. Mm -hmm. I'm just on my phone the entire time and, and you couldn't get me to move my laundry like to the dryer, mm -hmm. even if I tried. Yeah, and sometimes like moodiness can also just be like levels of energy. Like it comes more in bursts for you because of that, because of that, like, because the moon is shifting so much. Yeah, I think I'm too logical to really just like be sad or angry sometimes. So I'm like, there's nothing actually wrong. I just don't want to do anything. <laughs> you're also, and I acknowledge that. I just can't fix it. Yeah. And you're also a man and society socializes you to not really know what your emotions are. So it's not really your fault. <laughs> I'm, I'm always happy to shift blame. Is that part of my chart? Honestly, actually, yeah. Because cancer, cancer is like, it's the crab. Okay. So it's very sensitive, but it doesn't let you know it's sensitive. And it also is not it's not gonna be angry and go out you go out at you it's moving sideways it'll be passive aggressive it'll like it'll get go around the point non-confrontational not wanting to confront but just like skirting around the situations <laughs> yeah my mind's just racing through like 20 different half conflicts that i've had in, in the last six months and how i've dealt with them 
<laughs> and it's usually just me gradually just pulling myself out of the situation so I don't have to deal with it. Exactly. It's like cancer would rather not have to deal with it than deal with it. And I have lots of cancer placements, so I can say that. So I <laughs> relate with you. Um, yeah, my thing is, I'm just like, I don't know what the point is. Like, yeah, this person was probably in the wrong. I'm probably right. But what are we really going to accomplish by me bringing it up? Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of the what I end up saying for like most personal conflicts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, is it really worth it? Like what, what's actually going to change? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Okay. And then you also have the asteroid ch child is directly conjunct your rising, which means it's being infused. So that just means you're like good with children, but also kind of acts like a child, like kind of like, like bring out playfulness in people. Yeah. My ex-girlfriends have both said that. <laughs> Good and bad. It <laughs> depends on the circumstance. He's so youthful. He's literally a child. He's <laughs> literally so mature. <laughs> <laughs> tell, just tell them next time. Sorry, I'm a cancer rising with the asteroid child conjunct. Tell Ooh, them that. that'll, <laughs> that'll be good. I think that'll go over well. <laughs> yeah. So, Connor, you getting back to that Pisces stellium of yours. So you have three planets in Pisces, Sun, Mercury, Venus. And that means that a lot of what you're giving off to the world is very Pisces. Do you know much about Pisces? Tell me what you know. Fish. I know Pisces, water symbol. And that's pretty much it. That's, that's pretty much where I am with that. <laughs> okay, so Pisces is a water sign. It's ruled by the fish. And what you can think about with the sign of the fish is that it's just constantly swimming, constantly swimming, constantly doing little rounds, trying to do little things. Pisces is picking up on information, emotional information all the time. You can be extremely, extremely intuitive just because you're a water sign that, that is able to like pick up other people's emotions. So do you ever find yourself like in a group and if somebody else is feeling bad or somebody else is, has a mood or whatever, that you literally catch that mood? As in like, I like feel it too, or I notice it. I don't know. Which one? I think I definitely notice other people's moods. Like when someone is, if I'm at a restaurant and they're angry at the waiter, I pick up on that even like the slight, you know, slight body language, things of that nature. And then I don't really like feel that way. I just try to like avoid it, mm. avoid the bad energies, energy. Mm. But like that also works both ways. So like if I'm, you know, like out in a social gathering and I see someone is just like kind of jamming out, having a good time, I'll gravitate towards that. It's like, that's what I want. And mm. it, it's a little thing. It's not always the most obvious, but maybe mm. a little head bob to the music mm. or a little like stare at like a, someone they're angry at. Pick up, I try to pick up on it. Who knows? Maybe I'm being a little... You do pick up on it, I can tell. And the, the other thing with Pisces is that it's extremely, extremely imaginative. And it's imaginative to the point of like idealizing, idealizing a fairy tale land in your brain. So when it's Mercury and Venus, it's like you can create entire stories in your head of like, relationships, people in your life, jobs, romanticizing things. It's like you can create a giant, beautiful castle out of nothing in your head. I had to stop going on the Charlotte Rail Trail 
because every time I'd go, I'd see at least two to four people that I'd imagine my entire life with. <laughs> and, it, and it honestly got pretty stressful because I was like, where are they? I was like, I saw she had a Clemson shirt on. Should I check like Clemson Charlotte on Instagram? Like, should I figure this out? And it, it'll, it'll lead me down some rabbit holes. And he got to the point where it was so stressful. I just had to take, take a break and <laughs> just maybe find a different running route. <laughs> yes. And that, and that is like the beauty, the beauty and the curse of the Pisces is it's like, you can, that is also why you're very creative and you're able to like, to be really good at storytelling, be really good at uh, jokes and connecting with people. But it's because you can create fake shit in your head. Like, it's like, there's a reason Pisces is the very last sign in the Zodiac, because it's like, it's the most dreamy, it's the most head in the clouds, it's the most like, what's going on here? Like, what's going yeah. on here on this? And movie? couple that with my ADD, I, I really am in my own space a lot of the time. Yes. Like, work from home was good for a lot of people. I'm telling you right now, it, it, it has made me a worse employee. No doubt about it. <laughs> Any sort of Zoom meeting where my name's not being called, I am anywhere and everywhere except that meeting, my headspace. I am drifting. And that, that, that's the perfect word. It's drifting. Pisces Mercury I want to talk about. So every planet does well in some signs and struggles in some signs. So Mercury is the planet of communicating and it's like facts and rationale and thinking through something and organizing and like to-do lists and in Pisces which is this very dreamy sign it's like when you're talking it it takes a million different turns it's going a million different ways whenever you're speaking and you don't even know where it's going constantly <laughs> <laughs> I, I I mean I do feel like I'm always talking and I kind of pick it up along the way and I, I think that I'm decent at doing it but sometimes I'll catch myself like in a rut where I don't know where it's going I'm kind of doing that right now, but I'm not really sure. <laughs> yeah, no, but I can definitely see that. I, that's something I focus on is to try to have a plan. Like I have to write out exactly what I'm going to say when I speak for 30 seconds at work. Yeah. Just to, just to keep myself in, on track, on the loop. Yes. Opposite in your chart of all that Pisces energy is Virgo. And you have your Virgo Mars and your Virgo North node exactly conjunct so that sounds like gibberish to you but basically when planets are conjunct their their energies are influencing each other so mars is the planet of drive and motivation and your north node is the direction that you're moving in the life so you came into this life as a pisces you you're like you're very dreamy head in the clouds and you kind of you expect things to work out for you it's it's very connected so you're kind of protected you're able to like float through life but what you're meant to do in this life what you're meant to grow towards is to bring all of that down and to like actually do stuff like pisces can just be like floating so much that it like loses the ability to actually make progress on this earth so what you are meant to do and how you're filled up and how your motivation is filled up is through doing virgo things which is helping people in a practical way um making to-do lists organizing things bringing things into the practical realm how does that feel <laughs> um as you were saying that i, I was like you know tr trying to digest it and then i realized i was typing notes for myself and I was like, I think that's like exactly what she's saying. <laughs> I have my Google Doc open right now. And I typed in a, helping in a practical way, writing things down. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm literally doing that right that's now. That's meta as fuck. 
but but what it what it shows though too is like writing for you like that can actually keep your motivation like up because it's in virgo and virgo is ruled by communicating it's like writing stuff down talking it out with people that's how you're gonna stay motivated now because it's in the third house the third house is the house of communication and close relation and neighbors and siblings so your purpose is to be in these communities, to be saying things to people, to be bouncing ideas off of people, to be intellectualizing with people, to be getting people to think. Yeah, so just making people, how does that, I'm trying to think of like a, a real life way that could like manifest itself. Is, it, is that like being involved in the community or am I going too like specific with that? Mm, yes, actually community involvement is really good for the third house. It's, it's like, in order to keep, so your, wherever your Mars is, is what you have to feed in order to stay motivated. So for you, you have your Virgo Mars in the third house. So in order to feed your motivation, you have to be organized, have routines, uh, have a balance of your health and work. Um, and in the third house, it's like, literally just having close friends around like that motivates you like having people where you can bounce ideas off of uh like having community projects that are like that you are actually like speaking and making a difference rather than where you're coming from the ninth house um where all your pisces is is like very uh large scale and like the truth of life and like intellectualizing and yourself but within the third house, it's bringing that all down and being able to like make good relations in smaller communities and groups of people. So is that the challenging aspect for me? Like from, is that like, I know we talked about purpose and goal, right? Is that kind of what I should be striving for? Cause those things that are mentioned, like I identify with, but I always, I also always find myself not doing those things. Mm, mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely hard. Every time I do get involved to do something, I love it, but it, it can be hard for me to like actually get out the door, you know, get dressed, get organized, do all those things. That's kind of where I am because I obviously know the dreamy aspect of things, you know, like in my own space, but then bringing that together to kind of put it into action. That's definitely where I think that that's like the challenges I've been facing for a long time. Yes, that is completely it. And it's because these two energies, they're opposite from each other. When, when they're opposite in your chart, it's push and pull. So wherever your south node is, that's where you're coming into this world and you're moving into your north node. But when you're coming in, your south node is in here with Pisces, with your sun, with your Venus, with your Mercury. So you're coming in with all of this, like, it's going to be hard for you to move all the way to Virgo because you have so much Pisces in your chart naturally. Your sun is the core of who you are. The Mercury is how you communicate. The Venus is how you love. So that is all going to be Pisces anyways. So it's like there's going to be such a strong part of Pisces always with you that it's all about finding that balance between like the mystical side that's going to come with you naturally how you speak how you love and then actually doing the fucking shit which is the virgo what you're moving towards yeah I, and i definitely you know that's my challenge phase is putting those thoughts words and in, in, into action mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah also just think about some of the 
other environments I was in where I was, you know, me coming from like a camp background, you know, like um, being with at like a, a school in Greek life where all my like, friends are in business school, I have no like creativity. Mm -hmm. I was so different in that regard. Mm -hmm. But I was also, and then when I go to camp, I was more, you know, logical and practical. Uh, and I felt like I was kind of like halfway in, in both spaces. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, and I feel like that's the, that's the whole crux of your life is finding that balance, Be, being able to bring the creativity like down to earth and like having it make a, having like what you know is helping people, which is your Pisces is like naturally healing. And I feel like you heal people through your comedy. So yeah, you have this big, this big push and pull of close communities, but then your higher learning that wants to know everything about the world. And that can be like overwhelming to you. The Pisces is going in so many different directions. It's like, you don't know where to pursue. Uh, for me, so I, I, I'm new to astrology horoscopes. That's relatively new to me, but I was a psych, psychology minor, almost double major, but that was too much work. So I was just a minor. And one thing that I read when I did one of those like millions, like Myers-Briggs tests, like I did like some version of that. And they're like something that I'm susceptible to is maladaptive planning mm. where before you actually start your, whether it's your essay, a comedy routine, anything, you rigorously research, check out all the angles, plan it out. And it feels like you're working, but you're really just procrastinating. Mm. And I was like, that is something I do constantly even even if i'm just buying buying like a henley mm -hmm. i i check seven different websites see if there's any pro deals anything at all even though i've come across eight shirts that i like but then there's so many tabs open i don't even know where to, i don't even know where to go and then that's mm. who didn't didn't buy a new shirt me like yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like it's like you can you're, you're, you can overwhelm yourself with information but it's also because you have that virgo mars and Virgo is perfection oriented. So you want to be able to see every single thing to make sure you're getting the best. That's the other thing about, about your motivation and drive is you won't even do stuff unless you think it's gonna be perfect, which is obviously an illusion. Such an illusion that I fall for every day. <laughs> Literally every single day. I didn't have breakfast today because I didn't, I, I wasn't sure if I could upload the egg properly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just hesitated and you know I was like I, I can eat a lunch anyway <laughs> it'll be my intermittent fasting <laughs> um okay so then your chart ruler or the planet that rules your rising sign is your chart ruler and how I think of the chart ruler is like the captain of your ship so everybody's in the car and the, your chart ruler is driving the ship so for you it's your Taurus moon so the moon likes to be in Taurus the most because it's all about emotional regulation through filling the five senses. So you just like to uh, eat good food, have comfortable clothes, have a nice house, chill. Like that is the vibe of Taurus Moon. And it's in your 11th house, which is the house of friendships and groups and like society. So in order to be emotionally regulated, you have to have groups of friends like that is what defines if you're gonna feel okay or not like is feeling like you are like accepted in your groups so having m multiple different groups of friends uh no 
doesn't have to be multiple. But, but having friends, yeah. Like mm -hmm. a, a group of friends. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to pick up on that. And then you mentioned the Taurus moon. Like that's like seeking pleasure in all five senses. Mm -hmm. Talking about the all five senses aspect of that. Yeah. Okay. So Taurus is an earth sign and it, it is just wanting to be in the here and now and like do what it can feel and see and touch. So if it's in the moon position, which is your emotions and how you're feeling in order to soothe yourself, you basically chill. Like that's what Taurus <laughs> moons do. Like the five senses, like eat, eat good food, go into nature, uh, like smell good, be clean. Um, what are the other senses? Like, yeah, all of those. So I like drink to taste. I want to, I hit, how does hit, hitting my like vape go in, in, into that? <laughs> how does my nicotine addiction fit there? The nicotine addiction you can attribute more to the Pisces stellium because Pisces is uh, escapism. Oh, that hit a little bit too hard, I think. <laughs> Actually, yeah, you know what? <laughs> I don't know if I like that, but maybe I needed to hear it. <laughs> you said give it to you straight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm very guilty of being very hedonistic, you know, just always mm. pursuing that self-indulgence. Yeah, but no, but that is Taurus. It's like, but it, it can get like very overindulgent because if you're feeling emotionally unsteady, then like Taurus also rules money. It's like, you'll drop a lot of money on something random or you'll like, I don't know, do like really, usually it's good. It's like self-care stuff, but you can like just over pleasure yourself. Yeah. But luckily I'm also like a Pisces though. So I, and then that like Virgo perfection. So I never actually do drop all the money. I think about it. I research it. I, <laughs> I think about it some more, but then it never actually happens. Mm. So, so maybe that's like good. Yes. Sometimes. Yes. And it, and it also is because Taurus is in the moon. So like you need to have money to feel stable too. Like that's a big aspect of your security. I mean, definitely. I mean, I know it sounds like it is for everyone, but like just in Taurus in particular, it's even more. Um, speaking of pleasuring <laughs> yourself, <laughs> you have Jupiter in the eighth house, which is the house of like taboos, uh, death, sex, uh, inheritances. Um, and Jupiter expands wherever it lands. So, cause it's the planet of expansion and growth and opportunity and luck. So when you have Jupiter in the eighth house, like you're extra horny. That's one thing, like more than most people. So that probably fits. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you like, you really crave like depth and intensity and like, you want to talk about things that are like taboo and like, uh, not talked about. Yeah. I can definitely see myself <laughs> doing that. I mean, my thing is I kind of hit the inappropriate more than I hit depth it's more like taboo subjects i got in trouble one time because i made an abortion joke in front of a child granted the child didn't know what it was and i didn't outright say it but it was something about a coat hanger and it's stuff and that's definitely gotten me in some hot water before because mm -hmm. i will bring up those subjects that are a little more out there mm -hmm. and i'm not saying i was right to make the 
coat hanger joke in front of the child, but it was kind of funny though, <laughs> like at the time and especially afterwards. <laughs> yeah, your Jupiter is also in Aquarius, so that means, I mean, actually, Connor, what I'm seeing a lot of this is like, you have a big ability to like have a big following of some sort, but like actually make like comments on like social justice, like things that are helping society because you have this 11th house, because you have Jupiter and Aquarius, those are all about expanding, like helping the collective, helping society, but it's through your creativity that you're doing that. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, you know me personally as well as my chart. So is my like chart reinforcing what you know about personally or is it kind of like making sense once you read it and you know my like actions pass sort of? I mean, I think it can go both ways. I mean, it, the, the amount sure. that it resonates depends on how much people like know themselves basically. <laughs> Whoa. I know that's what people don't want to hear, but I mean, this is the exact opposite of what people who aren't in astrology want to hear, but like anything that doesn't feel weird or you haven't thought about, like look into that because it's like an aspect of yourself that maybe you just haven't thought about. Yeah. I, I think about like what you said about the ha having that sort of following, especially about social justice issues, which has obviously been a huge topic like in the world, especially the past year. And I think about like that and some of those areas where I haven't really ex explored and like looked into myself internally. And because of where we've been, like in the country with COVID, all this stuff, I have kind of had a, a self-examination of like those areas where like when I was in college, I obviously wasn't thinking about that. Like <laughs> I was like concerned about like where the next like Darty was. Like, so mm -hmm. that has been an interesting thing to, mm -hmm. to just hear about, you know, like, where do I stand on all, all these things? How am I going to act? Mm -hmm. And I feel like I have a much better understanding of that now than I did, you know, even just like one year ago, mm -hmm. e really even like six months ago, honestly, like 2021 no. has been a revelation. And like, I know where I stand on mm -hmm. so many things where I'd, I didn't even have, I didn't even know that I didn't have, have an opinion on mm -hmm. like a year ago. Yeah. It's so true. It's like, it's like, the like it gave us everyone the time to like be alone and to have to like address like okay well who the fuck am I and what do I think about everything you know it like forced you to figure that out you know yeah I mean it's telling you what doesn't work for you mm -hmm. which will push you towards figuring out like what makes you tick mm -hmm. or, like who you are how you operate or exactly. something like is like triggering it's like fuck maybe I need to like look into that <laughs> not that <laughs> yeah. I'm out here like trying to fucking trigger people but um no I totally get that like gotta like kind of pull those self-examinations and see where your biases lie uh-huh uh-huh so then we you were talking about how um there's like there's like a split between creativity and the work you do and and do you feel like what is your dream life like what would you love to be doing if you could it's so hard for me to answer like with specifics about what i'd love to be doing um so i don't really know exactly what i don't know what that is but i can tell you what it looks like okay i definitely start a start a family later on in life like i think 10 years down the road mm -hmm. um and I think I'd want to be 
somewhere in a space where I'd be in front of people. Mm-hmm. And what that looks like, I don't, I don't know. Is, is that stand-up comedy? Am I working for some like high up in a nonprofit? Am I teaching? I don't know, but I know I'd want to be around people mm-hmm. probably in, in a, a leading role, not necessarily like leading by like title. I don't have to be like the leader of the group, but I'd want to be, I don't know, center of attention to a certain extent. You want to be the boss. Yeah, but it doesn't, I don't need to have like the title, more just like a soft thing, like, like soft leadership sort of. Mm -hmm. That's what I think of. And then I'd be able to, with that, have a lot of flexibility and travel. I'd be going to different places whenever I wanted to. Mm-hmm. seeing seeing new places seeing old friends making new friends mm-hmm. I think I'd probably have like a maybe not a six-pack but like just decently visible abs like <laughs> if the lighting was good a little vain that way um <laughs> but yeah somewhere where I could you know have some sort of leadership role I would want a family but that's down the road I want to do a lot of traveling and do a lot of things mm-hmm. that when I'm single I could do it's, it's kind of hard to Traveling with kids suck. I've, I, I don't have kids. I've never done it, but I see people in the airport just dealing with it. It seems miserable. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So I think my down the line, I, I want to be in front of people, you know, quasi leadership role, ideally helping. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let me tell you, let me tell you about how this all just lines up. You have your mid heaven which is the highest point in your chart. It represents your career, it represents your uh, public persona. So it's in Aries. And so that Aries is the first sign of the Zodiac. It's very quippy, it's very fun, it's very uh, innovative, but it like you can, you can get bored of things easily. So in your job, you need to be doing all different kinds of things and being able to like change paths a lot because your interests do change a lot. But, and this is what, when you were saying that you wanna be like, Aries is all about control. It is about being the boss. But even if you're saying you don't want to be the boss, like you want to have the control over your own self-expression. Like that's really important. Yeah. I don't need to be in control of other people, but I need to be in control of myself. Yes, exactly. That's what it is. Yeah. Cause I, I think that sums it up like better. Cause like, I don't care. Like if I have people reporting to me, but I don't, I don't want to like, be reporting to somebody else yes I want, exactly. I want my own like autonomy and, and like saying things I, yes. I don't want to have to look at someone before I speak yes and it's not even like be the boss it's like being your own boss like that's the key part but you have Saturn conjunct your midheaven so they're fused together and Saturn is this uh restrictive limit like uh limits it's the daddy planet so it's bringing like seriousness and restrictions to your career so it's like you are such a funny guy and wanted like and comedy and stuff but it's like there's a seriousness to your career that comes and like makes it hard for you to like like self-express fully because because Aries just wants to do everything in the moment, but Saturn makes you like slow down and actually work a long time for whatever goal. So kind of that like push and pull we were talking about, but now it's more, <clears throat> wait, so what is Saturn? So Saturn's kind of the, like the realist mm-hmm. in this, like kind of like setting like the, the realistic like boundary boundaries. Mm-hmm. I mean, does that go into like planning aspects? Like it, it's like, 
or like having that like process routine if you have career aspirations or goals you like want to attain mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's like you do you have to i mean and you have to work through things in like a slow methodical way and like maybe that's what you were talking about when you like have to organize everything and look up all the things it's like i mean in in that way you are um you are like uh bringing seriousness to it bringing that planning aspect which is important but at the same time when you if you lean too hard into that then you lose the aries inspiration you lose the impulse of of the creativity you know because you're too focused on the on like making sure everything is work is like right and in order okay that's also you have chiron which is your like where your wounds lie so it's so funny to me actually seeing your chart after this because it's like there is such a, like, I know you as just such a funny, silly, like charismatic guy, but there are these parts that are, that are like, you're, you are too like serious in your creativity and like hard on yourself in like your creative, like your playfulness feels like you, it has to be like restricted in ways or your creativity. Do you feel that? In the sense that like, I mean, I feel that in the way that like, I feel like I can never go too far into playfulness because I want people to know that there's some more like substance behind it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, uh, and I also feel like it, more, this is more so in college. Um, but but it's kind of just like letting people know. I was like, I'm also like, you know, I can work hard. I can be smart too. There, there's more to it mm-hmm. than just like me like getting drunk and like messing around. Yeah. Which is something I still like, you know, like, that's, like, still a challenge to me because I feel like people definitely get, got the wrong impression of me or didn't see the full picture. Oh, yeah. So, um, so the thing with Saturn is, like, it's about, like, it is uh, lessons. Like, it's, it's here to teach you lessons in the long term, making you work hard to get to your goals. So, in, this, in Saturn, Saturn it takes about 30 years to go all the way around the Zodiac. So, when Saturn finally returns to the same sign that when it was when you were born, which is in Aries, then it happens between the age of like 27 to 31. It's called your Saturn return. And basically, it's just all of these lessons put in your way to put you on your path. So that's why a ton of people during those ages like have these huge shifts, because Saturn is saying, okay, like it's, it's putting challenges in the way. So for you, that's going to be like in your career, like it's taking your career seriously. It's taking your uh, like passion seriously. And with, with the Aries influence, it's like uh, choosing your choosing your freedom, choosing your freedom of self-expression and creativity. But it might feel you might feel uh, restricted until that time, you know, because you're still. Learning. Yeah. And then it's like kind of like a niche subject. Are there any like, uh, do you like know the famous examples of the old Saturn return mm. I'm uh, trying to think because I feel like I know actors who like just dropped their nine to five at like 29 and then just pursued that yeah like is that I'm in the same vein yeah I don't know any who have their but yeah it's in the same vein anything that's happening around that time for people you can you can basically attribute it to their Saturn return. (laughs) (laughs) Like big shifts. But yeah, for you, like it's in career in particular. Like mine is in my seventh house. So I'm not really going to understand one-on-one relationships until I'm 31. For you, you're maybe not going to like give yourself the 
responsibility of taking care of your career until you're around that age. Yeah, I mean, I feel that now. I pretty much just clock in, clock out mm-hmm. with no real passion or care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope okay. my boss doesn't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> so also in your 10th house, you have two asteroids. The first, so the 10th house is career, public persona. So you have two asteroids, the Fama asteroid, which is fame, and the Talia asteroid, which is comedian. So it's literally in your career to be a famous comedian. This is weird. I don't... (laughs) (laughs) That's the, like, third thing you've said that kind of, like, put me, like, like, really, like, reviewing everything that I thought I knew. Because that's, like, so, so, like, specific to, like, me. It honestly yeah. doesn't even, like, honestly, like, boggles my mind how that's, I mean, I, I, I literally spent, like, an hour last night writing my, like, comedy note, like, tweaking these, like, thoughts that I've had and <laughs> things of that nature. Asteroids are pretty new in astrology, too. I've recently added them to my practice, but there's just, like, so many different talents you can see where it, lines up in your chart but really like for so for what i'm seeing now connor for you is like go to some fucking open mics i do need to go to open mics like because that is the community thing like you have such a with your moon in the 11th and with your mars in the third networking social media talking with people and like uh just like interactions with people are how you're gonna like get your feet on the ground in order to like get reach the career stuff you want yeah like networking social media mm-hmm. i think that's exactly what i was like whenever i do like stuff that that like a maladaptive planning those are all the two areas that i like know is, is like the, the things that you have to do to really get like anywhere i enjoyed this and i got a lot more insight than I thought it was. <laughs> Italia, yeah. Asteroid, uh, a muse of comedy actually like threw me off. Yeah. It, like, that, that, that's like borderline like not okay. Yeah. No, <laughs> seriously. It's like every day I'm looking at this shit. I'm like, is this, how is this like public knowledge? Like what the fuck? <laughs> <sighs> okay. Wait, Lucy, well, thank you for being Thanks, Lucy. I'll, I'll talk to you later. Yeah. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. It truly means the world. The world, the stars, the universe, it means it all to me. Follow Connor at DownBadFrank on Instagram. That's his meme page. Who doesn't love a good meme or two? Like, subscribe, do all the things also for this podcast. Follow me on YouTube, TikTok. You know, you know how it is. Um, anyways, bye. Have the best week ever.